I'm Alberto, and I'm a fan. I'm Bree, and I'm a noob. In this season of Fan vs. Noob, we're covering the Batman theatrical movie verse. So whether you're a fan or brand new to the genre like me, we welcome you to join us each week as we discuss all things Batman. Last episode, season one. And if you can't tell, there's a lot of sadness in my voice. I'm really excited! I don't... You're just thinking of it in the Batman is ending mind frame, but you got to think of it. We've had a successful season. We've developed, we've cultivated a really great community of listeners. This is a success. This is, this is something to be celebrated. Our first season is in the books. Your cheers somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you're right. I am thinking about it like Batman. Today we're watching the Lego Batman movie, which is the last theatrical release of Batman. Not, you know, not including cameos. And and, and last episode, you shared your hesitation because the hardest episode for me to get through was Mask of the Phantasm. Now we're finishing it a cartoon. You were a little worried. I was just going to go... For the last four weeks, I've had massive engagement, and you were really worried that it was just going to shut down. I mean, I still am worried, because we haven't seen the movie yet. I'm a little less worried about it since compiling the cast list, because this cast list is hilarious. Yeah, sure. So, I'm imagining that this is going to be not a very dark... Like, this is going to be fun and poppy and that's my imagining i don't know i could be wrong lego could be about to get very very dark who knows but this list this cast list is hilarious yeah so i will be honest due to my hesitation regarding this movie we have skipped over two movies where batman is featured not as a cameo but has an actual role and we've skipped over them. That's the Lego Movie and Lego Movie 2. Batman has main prominent roles in both movies, and we have skipped over them because of my hesitation and your dislike of animation. Well, then maybe we'll have to do a season where we do nothing but animation and you see if you can convert me. You converted me to Batman. Nothing is impossible. Brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> so easy to please you. <laughs> what can I say? I like to win. So yeah, moving right along. No rebuttal time at all. The Lego Batman movie, released in 2017. Late 2017. Okay, so if we're going with my sandwich theory here, then it's like theatrical cut, and then the bologna is right on top of the theatrical Uh, Then we've got some lettuce and some tomato, and then we've got Snyder or Snyder Cut. You are glaring at me so hard. Your analogies are just so weird. How is a sandwich a weird analogy? It is. I'm weird. We love that about me. (laughs) You're talking to third person. Uh, No, I was including (laughs) you in it. (laughs) (laughs) That makes more sense. Hmm. Moving right along. This movie was released in 2017. Huge cast. And we're going to start with them. Because I am leading this apparently now. (laughs) 
Will Arnett as Batman. Michael Sarah as Robin. Rosario Dawson as Catwoman. Catwoman. No, Batwoman. No. Yeah, Batwoman. Geez, see, I told you, I'm leading. <laughs> Siri is in this. As Pewter. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Actually, you know what? It's so awesome that they actually had a tie-in where you could change the voice, the name, the response, the wake-up phrase from... Hey that. Siri to Hey Pewter? Zach Galifianakis as the Joker. Jenny Slate as... I don't know either. I should have written her down. My gosh, you guys. We forgot Ralph amongst his friends. He's known as Ray. That was what he was always referred to on the Harry Potter things as Ray. So we got Ralph Fiennes. And he's going to play Joker. Nope. Who's he going to play? Oh, he's Alfred. Yeah. I just wanted Ralph Fiennes to be a villain. <laughs> no, he's Alfred. And we'll leave that in because that just shows how negative I am. I don't know. <laughs> like, I wanted I wanted the bad guy to be the bad guy. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But at the same time, you have a track record of disliking Alfreds up until the last guy. So completely writing him off. Sense too. <laughs> I'm sorry. We also have Jason Mansukis, Ellie Kemper, Conan O'Brien, Jinx. Not playing himself though. He is actually playing a character. No cameo this time. Seth Green and as Catwoman. Oh yeah, that's right. Bree, please continue. <laughs> As Catwoman, or yeah, as Catwoman, we have Zoe Kravitz. So quite a funny cast. We just went through like 12 different character actors. And all of them really well known, yeah. especially for comedy. Yep. Especially Siri. <laughs> especially Siri. This movie written by Seth Graham Smith, Chris McKenna, Eric Sommers, Jared Stern, John Whittenham. Whittenham? Whittenham. I would have said Whittingham, so... Whittingham? Yeah. I think any or all work. I do. Okay. The creator's list, my friends, is extensive. Starting with our comic book creators, we have Bob Kane, Bill Finger, Jerry Siegel, Joe Schuster, and William Moulton Marsden. Again, they are the creators of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, respectively. The big three. The big three. I'm going to attend names. I did not look these up. I thought it would be real funny if I just tried to mumble my way through. No, I'm joking. I'm not an insensitive jerk. But I didn't look them up. I just didn't have time. So I'm going to try my best. I'm assuming this is Ole, because I can't imagine it being Ole. So we're going to say Ole Kirk Christensen. Yep. Godfried Kirk Christensen. I, now I'm assuming brothers, but then I want to assume father and son because they have like the same middle name, unless their last name is like Kirk Christensen. I don't know many brothers who have the same middle name. 
The last creator we're going to mention is Jens Nygaard Knudsen. Now, these three gentlemen are the creators of... Legos. Yes. Lego construction and toy. Oh, it, Toy it, and construction. Yeah. I didn't it, know it had a longer name than Lego. Yeah. Apparently, it was originally, like, Lego construction and toy. And over the years, they've just become known as Lego. Or, as most parents know them... The feet killers that you just never know are there when you go to the bathroom at night. Are your kids to pick up their toys? I think Lego are like coins. One always manages to slip away. Or a puzzle piece. You always lose one. And that one is always found by a barefoot in the dark at night. My experience with Lego and your experience with Legos are very different. Though I will admit, I am the type of person to build a Lego, put it on display, and never touch it again. You will find, I do believe, that the more prevailing experience is that which I am describing. I'm going to make this a poll, so please head over to our Instagram stories and let us know. Is your most thought about moment with Lego putting them together or when you stepped on your kid's Lego in the middle of the night and tried to curse the devil himself back to hell. I'm betting it's option number two. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. Yes, we will. The tagline for this movie is awesome. It's pretty great. It's, it's, it's the truest thing I have ever, ever read. It's better than Us United, but Us United actually turned out to be spot on. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. For those of us joining today, the tagline for the Justice League Snyder Cut was Us United, which was said by Batman when they were all getting their pump on. Like, they're going to come and destroy us. But it's us united. Yeah. It was good. It was hype. It, it was, was hype. This one, though, probably doesn't make it into the movie like the last one does, but it is a tagline that is top tier. Top notch. Like, mwah, icing on the cake. Yeah. It is. Always be yourself. Unless you can be Batman. Which is amazing. <laughs> it is. It's kind of like the joke I told that one time. My, they told me they could be, I could be anything I wanted. Now I'm sitting in my boss's office dressed as Batman. It's kind of like that. But less negative. Speaking of negative, this movie is not very negative. It actually has a PG rating. PG for rude humor and quote unquote some action. And I know what rude humor means, so I'm looking forward to this. Oh, is that toots and burps? Yeah, rude humor is like toilet talk, stuff like that. Potty talk, yeah. I don't mean literal toilet talk, I mean like... Oh, I know. Okay. Who's ready for a number dump? Something we missed in the last episode. For good reason. Let it go on. It didn't have a number dump. Exactly. That's the good reason. Oh, I thought you meant we just, like, forgot it. No, no, no. We missed it because it didn't exist. So, this movie had a budget of $80 million, 
most of which I'm assuming went to the actual creation of the visuals of the movie. I don't know why 80 million just seems normal to me at this point. It does. It it seems conservative. Yeah. But this movie does come out after a flop. So maybe a backlash? I was just about to say what movie flopped. Justice League was so good and then I forgot. <laughs> Anyways, opening weekend, <laughs> this movie made more than half its box office budget. It made $53 million. 3,468. And the only reason I said the entire numbers is because it's so small. Yes. Okay. Do you want me to do the big ones then? Have at it. Have at a cadabra. Bam! You just killed me. Now you have no partner for your podcast. You jinx me and you kill me. Is it is it that easy? <laughs> I feel I feel like it, it has to be harder in Harry Potter. Like you can't just say those three words and bam. The reason why it is that easy is because you actually have to muster up real, true hate in order to be able to cast the Killing Curse, and very few people can actually do that. Mm, so, like, a bunch of drunk wizards are just gonna, ha ha ha, I've had a cadaver, bro! Yeah, it, they're gonna shoot off a couple of sparks and then get sent to Azkaban for the rest of their lives. Oh. Oh, okay, cool. Because to say... To cast Avada Kedavra, it is an unforgivable <laughs> curse. Uh, <clears throat> apologize for laughing, but why? Why you gotta say it with an accent like that? I didn't. Uh, oh yeah, you did. It's Avada Kedavra. Okay, but like I've been saying it a certain way, and then you just gotta like elevate it like that. Stone cold, bro. Stone cold. Back to the movie. It, it's an unforgivable. You'll go away for the rest of your life. You cannot cast it. Anyways. You should have a sound effect for a segue. Anyways, segueing away from Harry Potter, which I have no idea why I brought that up. Because Voldemort is in this movie, and I mentioned ah. it earlier. Yeah, no, that makes way more sense. Yeah. Anyways, gross Canada and the U.S. Domestic. It, domestically, which I normally say. I don't yeah. know why I didn't. Yeah, it was kind of weird. <laughs> Well, maybe you're just emotionally upset like me about this being the last episode of season one. Maybe. Domestically, this earned 1,070,000. We're going to keep that in because it's literally the first time I've ever messed up the numbers. It earned 175,750,384 dollars. So much money. And then worldwide, it grossed $311,950,384. More than doubling. Tripling? Again, math is not my strong suit. Numbers are. Math isn't. Sure. So triple. Over it, triple. It made a lot more money than his budget did. Not a flop. Now, if you're going to tell me that people hated it and it was a flop, I'm going to be very upset before we even watch. No, actually, this movie was so well received that from the two previous movies that the Lego Batman character makes a cameo in, he got a spin-off movie. This is how well received this movie was. Alright then, I'm glad. Pre-movie? We don't have too much to talk about though. Again, I'm slacking. I don't know. And I have nothing to grill me on? I'm usually sitting here in the hot seat. No, 
I, I don't. Like, we already talked about how you are actually excited, given the cast list. Mm-hmm. It's an animated movie. It's the last movie. It ends on a PG rating instead of the previous R rating. So it's pretty much clear sailing, as far as I can see, given all the other movies that we've seen. <laughs> what is your prediction for this one? I have no idea. I really have nothing to go on. Yeah. You have Will Arnett as Batman. Yeah. Siri is in this movie. I, my prediction is that it's going to be funny. It's going to be light and maybe a little slapsticky. Mm. Do you think we're going to have a dark and broody, gritty Batman? I can't reconcile that Batman with Lego. I just can't. And I'll admit, I've never seen a Lego movie, but they're cute, cutesy. They're they're kids' toys. They're fun and poppy. And you think kids' toys can't be dark? Well, yeah, of course they can. But have you read a Pokedex entry? No. Those are dark. My entire knowledge of Pokemon is Pikachu, and that people chase around imaginary Pokemons and almost kill themselves. Pokemon Go. Yeah, I've never seen. I, I've I've never partaken in anything of Pokemon, so I reserve judgment. That's very mature of you. Personally, do you think having a dark and gritty Zack Snyder esque Batman in a poppy fun kids background, the juxtaposition would not be funny enough? No, I honestly don't. I I think it won't be totally funny the entire time. I think it'll be funny, have more funny moments than any other Batmans do. But I can imagine there being a little bit of grayness. I don't want to say darkness. I can't. I can't reconcile darkness in my own head. But maybe a little bit of gray. No, that's fair. That's fair. And personally, I'm not leading you down any sort of path. I was just more curious as to you personally if you think the the opposites in situation make comedy. You know, Frankenstein is your next door neighbor in Sunnyvale. Dracula's roommate is Mr. Moneybags that works 15 hours a day. I'd watch that. Pat and Pennon. Yeah. I understand your question. I understand where it came from. And that's really, it's just all I can offer. I just, I'm going into this so blind. Okay. I'm about as blind as I was watching those 90s movies. Except I'd seen them, I just didn't remember them. Okay, back to those 90s movies. We are episode 12, last episode. Just because I am the master of this season, the curator of everything, I get to ask all the hot questions. Speed round. Do 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 do. Name all the Batman villains that you can right now, and go. Joker, Catwoman, Poison Ivy, Two Face, Mister Freeze, or is it Doctor Freeze? Freeze, the Riddler. Scarecrow. 
Are we considering dark side? I'll give it to you. Okay, dark side. Okay. Um, Superman. <laughs> I'm forgetting some. I know I am. No, that's fine. The, I guess the underlying question to this whole thing is: We are on episode twelve. You have grown to appreciate this character. Mm-hmm. Have you struck out on your own to look at wiki articles? I haven't wanted to ruin it. Oh, okay. Because when I tell you I do stuff like that, you get aggravated, and you tell me I'm, I need to wait because you don't want me to spoil a movie accidentally. So I haven't. But you're going to. Oh yeah. I got a lot of lore to look into, a lot of alternate universes. I mean. Is there a universe where Batman and Superman fight over Wonder Woman? Because there's a universe where they both end up with her. Of course there is. See, I've got so much to look into. Plus, I gotta look into why everybody thinks Aquaman sucks, because he doesn't appear to suck to me. He's a pretty cool character. I'm pretty sure he's in this movie, too. Yeah, anyways, like I said, there isn't too much to talk about. Like, you, the pre-movie stuff has always been a, you are a blind person, and I am leading you to the wolves, essentially. I sound like a horrible person. The pre-movie questions have always been just me seeing where your knowledge level is at so that we can tailor this movie while we watch it and give you the relax, this makes sense at the end, but you've grown to appreciate the character. Barring some horrible portrayal, I don't think you would just straight up hate something. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, so, uh... Looking, like, let's even just look back, Batman vs. Superman, I started with I'm not even going to like it because of Ben Affleck. And then I turned around to, I just didn't like the character. We get ourselves into Justice League and I'm calling him a beacon of freaking hope. So things of all things change. Yeah, I agree 100%. But for now, let's go watch a movie. Let's go watch a movie. I didn't hate it, I didn't hate it, and I'm singing, because there's lots of really bad singing in this movie. I think some of it's pretty great. Some of it is, but there's lots of really bad singing in this movie. So you didn't hate it? I didn't, I liked it. Why? It was hilarious. Batman was so vain. So vain. So full of himself. So I mean, he is the best superhero ever. Like, how how can you not be vain if you are the best? Very, very aware of his abs. He's got nine of them. He's got nine of them. He is so special. He grew an extra ab. It was hilarious. It was so funny. And I told, I knew it would be. I knew it would be. And then you tried leading me down this little fake out path no 
it was dark and broody. He was very broody. <sighs> he was... One is the loneliest number. That entire, that was like three minutes of him just being sad and depressed for, because there's no more crime. I really, really love that he went to the Justice League anniversary party that he hadn't been invited to. So great. I am unbelievably happy that we are watching these movies in year of release to make this the last one. Because there is so much in there that goes over people's heads. So much! Oh my gosh! Right? When when Alfred is saying, Master, Batman, I've seen you go through this before. 2016. 1989. That's a really weird time in the 60s. Right? And you're seeing all the iterations of Batman in theatrical releases. Yeah, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. I laughed from the first two minutes into the last two minutes. It was so good. It was great. Like I said, I watched this movie twice in theaters. It was good. It was good. 100% recommended. One of the best Batman movies, but they're all amazing. But this one is very much self-aware. It was a really great note to end on, too. So sarcastic. So reminiscent. So many Easter eggs. Yeah, lots of callbacks, lots of Easter eggs. This movie is just... If you're a fan, or if you are... A noob who happens to watch all the movies in succession, there is so much to pick up on. The the vehicle that the penguin drives is the duck from Batman Returns. The costumes pop up from the different generations of Batman. Yeah. Even the all the costumes that he goes through when he's finding one for Robin, those are all legitimate legitimate Batman costumes that he has worn in the comics at one point or another. And he's self-aware, right? Like the mariachi Batman. He's like, no, you can't wear that. That's culturally insensitive. (laughs) Self-aware. Yet Robin turns the reggae man costume into his Robin costume. He subtracts the reggae hair, though. We could have picked any other brightly colored costume and not the reggae man. But that's literally... Splitting hairs. I'm I'm at the point of splitting hairs. You are. But then at the end of the movie, he puts on the Nightwing costume, which is what Robin eventually becomes, which is so cool. Great movie. It is. Great movie. It is. Um, Oh, and our segue into talking about Voldemort completely makes sense. It does! I had no idea (laughs) that was going to happen. Yeah, I almost spilled the beans there, and then I was like, oh, man... That was brilliant. That was so brilliant, I can't even. But then we do have to address the lost opportunity. Yeah, it's kind of odd. Odd. Yeah, it's kind of odd to me that you have the voice of the character from the original character in the original creation not voicing his character. Yeah. It's it's so strange. You've you've now brought in a new person 
Um, the voice actor was a man named Eddie Izzard. But you bring in this new character or this new this new voice, voice actor when you literally have the voice of Voldemort already on your payroll. Right, and it's not like it's a cameo role at that point. You have him in a prominent role. Like My only guess would be that somehow, contractually or legally, Ralph Fiennes... Well, there's the contract and then there's just a, like a, just for a random legal reason. Oh, okay. Um, Ralph Fiennes wasn't able to do it because of Harry Potter and the Harry Potter world. Yeah, we could say that, but they're both owned by Warner Brothers. Shut so, up, they are! Yeah. What a wasted opportunity! Yeah, it seems a little odd. Like I said, seems odd. Seems odd. <gasps> Do they have to give she who must not be named royalties for this movie? No, no, on that one. I mean, they're not really using the character, they're using the Lego figure. Technically, Lego's got to pay, not Warner Brothers. No? I'm not up on my legal law. I don't know. I know you have to get permission to use real-life historical figures, I believe. Like, from their estate or whatever. I don't know if if that would work since the character is technically owned by Warner Brothers. It's not even that character. You're buying the lit. You're... Representing the Lego figure. You're not using him. Yeah, but that Lego is still attached to that franchise. But so still, you're buying the still Lego. You're not buying that. You're buying the Lego. Uh, this might have to be something that we look up independently, because that's interesting. Or no. if anybody knows the answer, I don't know. This podcast is supposed to be fun, and we just watch movies, now i got to go study my law? <laughs> I was just thinking a quick Google of why didn't Ralph Fiennes voice Voldemort in Lego Batman. The internet knows everything. Yeah. I if mean, you, this movie you references have... all the characters in Batman, and then the Joker just casually says, it's worth the Google. <laughs> this is a great movie. You, We could end up quoting it the entire way through this entire episode. And honest to goodness... I wasn't expecting this to happen. I'm very sorry, oh holy spirit of Heath Ledger, but you are no longer my favorite Joker. Zach Galifianakis has beaten you. <gasps> the desperate wants her man to acknowledge her boyfriend vibe of the Joker was just so ridiculous and hilarious i've said hilarious so many times but there's no other i can't think of anything else this movie is hilarious zach galifianakis was hilarious will arnett was hilarious those songs the random songs they were hilarious the way that uh robin dick grayson got himself adopted like the ishy creepiness of Batgirl who's supposed to be a teenager, but then now all of a sudden Bruce is like va-va-vooming for her, which a little bit creepy. Again, splitting hairs. But then it's hilarious at the end where he's like, and then this is my platonic woman friend. (laughs) Yeah. 
it was just so outright hilarious and then it had its tongue-in-cheek hilarity its subtleties it's in your face it was everything it was so it was everything this movie was amazing this is my favorite movie of the whole franchise <laughs> oh my goodness we, we it only took 12 12 <laughs> oh my goodness all right then well since you've already given your number one favorite Let's go down the list. Let's rank them all. Sounds great. Number one, Batman Lego. Number two, Justice League. Number three, Batman 1989. Number four, Batman Returns. Number five, I think we'll go Dawn of Justice there. Number six, Batman Forever. Number seven, actually, number six, The Dark Knight. Number seven, Dark Knight Rises. Number eight, Batman Returns. Number nine, Batman Forever. Number 10, Mask of the Phantasm. Number 11, Batman and Robin. Number 12, Batman 1966. It is impressive that you remember all of those titles. Not like you had a cheat sheet in front of you or nothing, no. right? No, not at all. <laughs> we didn't we didn't just have to do this like five times before we finally just put the cheat sheet in front of me. Not at all. That was off the top of my mask. Like we've established I have a wonderful memory. 100%. 100%. What's yours? Well, it, sorry? What's yours? Ooh. They don't want to hear just me, I'm sure. Let's see. If I had to say mine, I'd say uh, Snyder Cut, Batman Lego, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, Batman vs. Superman, Batman, uh, 1989. <laughs> Batman Returns, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, See, Batman hard. Forever, no, Batman and Robin, Batman Forever, Batman 1966, Batman Begins. Boom. You, Batman Begins at the last? You really, you were more disengaged to Dark Knight Rises than you were to Batman Begins. But I like the villains up until the last 20 minutes. Okay. The I movie the movie is I will defend it again. The movie is great, but the last 15 20 minutes it's completely disengaging. I can totally give you that. Yeah. Yeah. But Batman Begins is just by 2006, I think we've seen the Batman origin story like how many? That's episode 7, so at least 6 times. I really enjoyed through the Nolan verse and the Snyder verse that I didn't have to see that origin story every single time, and that when I did see it, it was done well. Yeah, I, it, I think I said in one of like the first episodes that it's something that comes up in the movies all the time, like every single one 
has a reference, has a scene, I'm, a flashback, a callback. I am already bracing myself for it to happen again in the Batman. It just better make sense. I, I, I feel bad for the Waynes. Like, just, just let them stay dead. Stop <laughs> resurrecting them to kill them off. But the one we just watched today is my second favorite movie because it references all the other movies. It is self-aware of the Batman tropes. Mm-hmm. It, it knows what it is and it owns it. And I like that. It's like it was made to be a serious parody. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. But this is the last episode. So, unfortunately, a lot of these questions are circled around the rating. Favorite Batman. We won't go through this hardcore. Give us your top... There's 12 episodes, 12 different movies that we've seen. And there's not 12 Batmans, but no. I'll give you my top five, I guess. Exactly, yes. And my least. My no. top five and my bottom. My lot, like my least favorite. Okay. Top five. Michael Keaton, number one. Obviously. With a star and an asterisk and an everything, he is Batman God. Moving forward from the perfection that will never again be achieved, you're going to die. All of our listeners are going to die. It's Affleck. Oh, yeah! I cannot believe it's Affleck, but it's Affleck. Then Lego Batman. Then I have to go with, I guess, Christian Bale. And I guess Val Kilmer. And sitting at the very bottom is George Clooney. Adam West has had really funny moments in Big Bang Theory, which saved him. Okay. Alright, that's cool. I I like your list. Mine is the exact same, except I substitute the man, the voice, the legend, Kevin Conroy in where you have Val Kilmer. At number five, yeah. And see, I was really taken out of Mask of Phantasm. Like, he had a very, like, that was a very strong Batman presence. But I think it was too early on. Like, I honestly believe if we were to now go back and rewatch the first couple of movies, I would have a fonder appreciation of them than I did at the time. That's fair. I mean, that was the fourth movie. And we're coming right off of two very strong original 80s and 90s movies that we both saw when we were youngins. Yeah, they hit you in the nostalgia bone. Exactly. And to come into an animated series that maybe you heard about on the peripheral, but it's just a cartoon. I get it. I get it. Like... I I think that's a good way to think about the nostalgia bone, really is that say if you take the Justice League, which was number one, and you put it right next to 1989. Shot for shot, it is... 1989 has no way to really stand up. Zack Snyder's work was visually stunning. Every single 
main character superhero got their own really intense solo introduction chills down your spine visual shots and the team up shots where they just slow-mo and bam Mm -hmm. this is the team yes it was so well done it was so well done and that makes me think it makes it sound like I'm saying that Tim Burton's weren't good. They no. were they were so amazing for the time that they were made in. And for our time now, they're still visually stunning. I was still so drawn into those reds. I swear, if you go back, you're going to see all the reds that I saw. It, it's just amazing. So... They each stand so differently, but I don't think, realistically, if you were going up against critics or anything, a movie from the 80s will generally stand up to as well done a movie. 100%. I know you could show both movies to a child right now, like, let's say, a Mm nine-year-old Batman fan. They are going to love the Justice League way more than they love old school Batman. Yeah. I mean there there is no contest. Not even just talking well cinem- cinematography and all that. Yes, that comes into account, but Batman in Justice League had gadgets. He had the Nightwing, he had or the he had the Batwing, he had the gun, the grappling hook, it, all that cool stuff, computer Alfred Batman 1989. He had the grappling hook and the Batmobile. But the Batmobile was awesome. So, big points. Yeah. The fights weren't as stylized either. They were like they were really, really choreographed to look like a dance. They weren't so much the action scenes that we're used and to. They now. weren't action, so to say. So to speak. But you have to look back, because that is my number two movie, and it's 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 because of nostalgia, it's because of the story, it's because of the the actors, it's everything. And one of the things that I feel when you're looking at a movie from the 80s or from the 90s in the lens of 2021... Oh, they don't stand up. Like, the, Batman Returns. Of course they don't. But you can see them for what they were and what they still are. You can look back on Batman and you can see this was the beginning of Tim Burton. That is true. He'd had Edward Scissorhands, maybe a few others, but this was Baby Burton. This is just starting out making a name for himself. And, I mean, he's known, but he's making that deeper name. He's making that name that in 2021, we can turn on a movie and without seeing Johnny Depp, just by the colors, be able to say, oh, this is Tim Burton. And I know that was a little shady, but Johnny Depp is in, like, every Tim Burton movie, so give me a little pass on that. Alright, moving along to the next ranking list. Villains. Top five. Because as of this movie, you now have more than three dozen villains to choose from. Oh gosh, I couldn't remember all of the ones. <laughs> but I will be following the Joker's suggestion. And Googling. And Googling. Give it a goog. <laughs> I've already five. said number one is Joker. Do I have to do per movie or just no, no, top no. villains? All, across all the movies, top five villains. Joker. 
uh, clarification. You said that I, it could just be any villain. It didn't have because there's oh. so many iterations. So number oh, yeah. one is I, I want both between the movies and the villains themselves because I know you like Catwoman, but you don't like Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. So give me your more like I don't like Catwoman, but I did like. Also, where the heck was Catwoman in this movie? She was there all the time. She was in purple. They used the purple costume instead of the black one. Maybe I just was not paying attention. She she had a lot of meows. No. Yeah, she had a lot of the puns. No, 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 no. Okay, please don't do that. The Batman people. <laughs> Warner Brothers, because it's always Warner Brothers, because they own that title. I just had a visceral reaction. Anyways, okay. Your top five villains across all movies, no actors, just the top five villains. We got the Joker in number one. I will give you the specifics that you want. Lego Joker, number one. Dark Knight Joker, number two. Penguin, number three. Catwoman. Dark Knight Rises, number four. Superman, number five? I'll give it to you. (laughs) He did say in this movie that his ultimate enemy is Superman, so. Which, by the way, I got a big giggle over because I had included Superman in the villain list earlier. Yes, I know. But this movie's just great. There's a callback right at the beginning of the movie. It's like... He's reading out all the studios involved, and it's like, DC, the house that Batman built. I loved it. Every movie, black. Every movie starts with a black screen. Every good movie starts good with a black screen. Yeah. White. Every good movie ends with a white screen. Like, it's... This is a great movie. Oh. Even if you are not a fan and you're just tangently involved... Go see it. And don't forget that if you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make the change. That is a direct quote from Batman. Yes. Don't forget the woo, though. Woo, yes. Batman's a very wise man. And I am absolutely sure that Lego definitely had to get permission from Michael Jackson's estate to say that that was quoted by Batman. Well, Batman did say it in the movie. It is still MJ's quote. No, no, no. It is just like... I think that's a technicality at that point, because if you say the quote, say who it's by, and then say, Batman said that. Okay. They definitely... I'm sorry. They definitely had to pay. It's just like, in the office, Michael has a poster or something that says, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Michael Jordan. And then under that, in other quotes, it says Michael Scott. I am sure that they would have had to get permission from Michael Jordan for Michael Squat. Michael Squat. (laughs) For Michael Scott to quote himself saying Michael Jordan. Yes, because if you say the full quote, you've said the quote. He said the full quote. Exactly. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, Michael Jackson. Batman said the full quote from the song. Including Michael Jackson. And they said, Batman said that. So then they write it out. They white it out. 
Michael Jackson, Jackson and put Batman. I so, still think they would have had to get permission from Michael Jackson's estate. I think that's a technicality, but we'll gloss over that because I don't know the answer. I haven't. I don't either. This is just me thinking out loud. Regardless, it's a great movie. Great opener. It was. I can't believe that was just the opener. Like, yeah, so. if we were the type of channel, we'd watch them side by side and dissect everything. Because there is so much in this movie. So like, much. When they're making the callbacks to the things in the past, you gotta watch fast because they literally reenact the scene. The shark bait or the shark repellent. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's stupid, it doesn't work. But then they use it. And it works. Well, it didn't work the first time. It didn't work the first time. Which, as we all remember, I thought was the stupidest thing in the world in our very first episode. Again, this is why it's so great that this movie came out and this is the one we are closing off this season it to. It really is. It's, it's, and did you do it on purpose or is it serendipitous? Just serendipitous. Actually, I kind of did because if we released, if we watched the Snyder Cut in chronological order, it actually comes out after this movie. So I fudged the time a little bit just to make sure that you got everything. Also, it was a total accident that I said serendipitous when one of Batman's guilty pleasure movies is serendipity. That wasn't on purpose. It's rather serendipitous. Okay. We could keep talking about how great this movie is. Forever. Yes, we could. Or we could move on to trivia. But... Before we do. I'm not calling it trivia no more, son. Let's see. We went over your top Batman, your top movies, your top villains. What else do we got? Favorite Batmobile? Bales. Really? really the Tumbler? That was Army. Yeah, it's, tanky. A, it's called the, the Tumbler. Yeah. I thought that was Smexy. Mmm. Bad choice. Obviously, Batman 1989. Is the number two. All right, then. We don't have to agree on everything. No, it's fine. It's... Ooh! Favorite Alfred is Jeremy Irons. For sure! Most hated Alfred. Michael Goff. Interesting. Interesting. Because he didn't have the charm of Michael Caine. Sir Michael Caine. See? This many episodes later, and I'm still trying to call him Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have the same charm that saved him. At least Michael Caine had a little bit of charm to go along with it. Just that littlest bit. Okay. Gotta go through the entire list of favorites and dislikes at this point, because it is the last time we'll be able to talk about Batman for a while. Till I don't know, 2022, if we're still doing this, and do a... A return to the Batman? Yeah. I don't know what else you could. Like, we've done villains, we've done his cars. His suit? Anything that didn't have nipples on it was really great. So, obviously, we're gonna go 1989, Batfleck, and then Adam West. Because they're the only ones that didn't have nipples. That's true. The other ones did... Plus, I appreciated that Batflex. I don't like him enough to call him Batfleck. He might be number two, but he's still Batfleck. I liked that Batflex was fabric. 
It wasn't padded. That was work he put in in the gym. I, I can appreciate the dedication to the role. Okay. As can I. That's why I would be scared to run into that in a dark alley. Favorite love interest for the Batman? Wonder Woman. Yes. Thank you. Least favorite? That better be the doctor from Batman Forever, who just kind of threw herself. Is that the herself. Al McPherson one? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, cool, cool, cool. So it better be. Yeah, because she's what? terrible. Friends off, if it yeah. wasn't, you're just gonna like cut, throw everything we have away. Yes, <laughs> I hate you. All right, last question before you we totally missed the I hate you too. I now actually hate you. Oh, it's from the movie. <laughs> yeah, I did miss that. Right now, 12 movies in, last movie, your star cast. Right now, you can decide anything. Who is your Batman? He has the potential to gain weight, like to put on weight for the role. Like everybody else has. Like, I don't have to pick somebody who's buff right now. No. Okay. When you give them money, they'll gain weight. I don't think anybody else is going to see this. I could see... No, 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 no. It's who you want. Who I'd want. It doesn't matter if I think they'd play it well or not, just who would be my ideal person yeah, to don the suit. You have all the money in the world, you could decide the next Batman actor. Who is it? Guy from White Collar. What's his name? I'm blanking on his name and I'm Bomber? Bomber. Bomber, yes, Matt Bomber. Matt Bomber. Interesting. That's a, that's a he'd make a good Bruce Wayne. I don't say that too much, but he'd make a good Bruce Wayne. He is so suave and, like, he can wear a suit. That man can wear a suit. Yes, yes. Okay. That is all the questions I have for you, and that concludes the Book of Batman. Let's talk about stuff people already know. (laughs) We've talked about how much I love connected things. It's a, a trait of my crazy... Zoe Kravitz, who was Catwoman, is the daughter of Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet. In 2017, Lisa Bonet remarried, and Zoe became the stepdaughter of Jason Momoa, completing a small but very wonderful DC Batman circle. And that stuff y'all know I love. Zoe Kravitz voicing the Catwoman in this movie and playing the Catwoman in the upcoming movie. Mm-hmm. And Jason Momoa being Aquaman. Yes. Yep. Nice little circle. It is, and I love that stuff so much. It just makes my heart, like, I love, I... You like that six degrees of Swayze or what is it? it it's six... seven. It's seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, and I kid you not, I could connect anybody I am that good. But this was like one connection. Um, but I don't see how I am connected to Kim Baker. So no, it's anyway. people in Hollywood. It's actors. That's the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. So like, if you said connect Meryl, like if I told you to connect Meryl Streep to Julie Andrews, could you? Anyways. I could. Okay. 
That's an interesting little gift you have. Well, now I'm thinking into my head because it's going to bother me if I don't think it out. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Will Arnett has said that the raspy whisper voice that he uses to play Batman, that's the same voice he uses to uh, give his children important parenting information. This is PC speak for giving them caca? Giving them trouble? I assume. That doesn't... If that's the voice he gives his kids trouble with, it's not very intimidating. I don't think Will Arnett is very intimidating. Yeah, I've seen lots of people who aren't intimidating, though, until they get in their parent rage. That's fair enough, fair enough. At around 40 minutes, they reference the shark repellent to direct callback to Batman 1969. They do many other callbacks. 66. Did I write? Oh, I did write 69, yes. Batman 1966. Batman 89. Batman 66. Morgan Freeman, who was Lucius Fox, and who also played in the uh, Lego movie. Yes. Was a voice in the Lego movie. Has said that this is his favorite iteration of Batman. It's a pretty good Batman. It's a pretty good movie. So like we've said before, this movie has so many callbacks, so many Easter eggs and such. The movie that's playing in the theater while Batman is alone is Jerry Maguire. And it is actually a reference to a quote that the Joker says in The Dark Knight, the Nolan one, about uh, you complete me. You know, I don't think I caught that um, in The Dark Knight, but that's really clever. There are so many references and Easter eggs in this movie. The trivia alone could be an hour's worth of just those little nuggets of information. I genuinely wonder why movie writers, comic writers, television writers, why they're not running the world. Because they're writing geniuses. And you have to be smart to do that. Why are you not running the world? You're obviously clearly brilliant. Like, I get that this is your passion, but go save the world and then have your passion. (laughs) All right. I thought it was funny either way. I think this one's really cute. The CW, who is Warner Brothers and basically owns all of the fiat or all of the DC content that's on TV right now, they release commercials with their heroes in Lego, Lego form. form, and the heroes were voiced by the characters, so they did have, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So they did have Stephen Amell as the Green Arrow, they did have Grant Gustin as Flash, and they did have Melissa Ben Oist. She is not Benoit. I remember this from another thing. It, it's pronounced really weird. They had Melissa Ben Oist playing um, Supergirl. That's pretty cool, but I would have liked to see... Just a little Superman voiced by Channing Tatum come onto one of those commercials, because that's pretty funny voice acting. I literally had no idea that even was Channing Tatum until you told me. But yes, he was hilarious. Yeah, but there was also a lot of characters in there. Who was uh, O'Brien? The Ripper. Yeah. Like we said before, so many people in this movie 
so many voices. Just to go over a few more, Adam Devine. Devine? Adam Devine was The Flash. Yeah, I believe that's Adam Devine. Seth Green was King Kong. Jenny Slate, Harley Quinn. That is a voice you cannot miss. The second she started talking, that's Jenny Slate. Mm-hmm. Mariah Carey was in this one as the mayor. Blown up way. Billy D. Williams made a return as Two-Face in this movie. So look at that. All those movies ago, and he finally got his second chance at Two-Face. Or he finally got his first chance to play Two-Face. Yes, because he was uh, Harvey Dent in the first two. Yeah. What could have been? What never will be. That too. Actually, it may not be what never will be. Billy D is still alive. Keaton is coming back. There exists a world of multiple Earths. Yep. I mean, we really have nothing else. This was... It was a great movie. There's so much to talk about, but it's more just how great this movie is. And as a fan... That's what I have to say. As a noob? I think as a noob, if we could end every season as well as we ended this one with a noob converted to a fan, with the last movie perfectly closing it out, bringing so much joy, I don't know if we're ever going to get this great uh, circle completion. No, I think you have me to thank because I am the fan. And I have curated this playlist for the season of The Batman. And a great season it was. Thank you. Thank you. that leads us into some thank yous for all your listening. And next week we will be taking a break as we get everything ready for season two. But we'll be dropping the, the promo and intro for that. A little bit of a teaser, let's call it. Yeah. Because all great movies end things on a teaser, as we learned from Batman Lego. This is true. All great movies do certain specific things, and we will make sure that we do those as well. So yeah, please feel free to go ahead and listen to our little teaser next week, where... Alberto, acting as the fan again, is going to introduce us to the theme. Next season. The theme for next season. I still have to figure it out. Yeah, it should be interesting. With that said, I have probably the lamest joke to end this season on. (laughs) I, I have no words, but... This is the last episode of the season. Don't worry, the jokes aren't going anywhere. Thank goodness. The best and funniest part of any Batman joke. Please in the punchline. Pow! (laughs) It's the only one you've ever interacted with and it's the stupidest one! That one was actually kind of dumb funny, so... They're all dumb funny. No, some of them are just horrible. I don't pick them out because I think they're good. Oh. Okay, thank you for clarifying that. I think bad jokes are funny. Okay. Again, join us next time for Season 2 of Fan vs. Noob. Out we are. Out. I think you saw my catchphrase, but I'm going to just say it again. (laughs) We out. I said out we are.